Thank you for joining us for an episode of That's All Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. I am Michelle Kane, and I am here as ever with my wonderful co-host, Karen Swim. And today, we are joined by a guest. We are thrilled to have Vernon Brown. He is one of the top happiness coaches in America. His focus is exploring the endless possibilities as to why entrepreneurs and executives feel stuck and unhappy. Vernon uses his intuitive gift of empathy, his charismatic personality, and knowledge from his studies in psychology to help clients set past emotions aside and implement life-changing lessons. Vernon has made his path from cover model to personal trainer to CEO, and his mission is to share that happiness is a gift and it's a tool that we were shown during childhood, but we forgot it as we got older. Isn't that the truth sometimes? He is going to help us remember that happy is the way. Welcome, Vernon. Teach us how to be happy again. Michelle, you made me happy. You sound like the best Audible book ever. Great oh, job thank with you. Your if you're that. listening, Audible, I'm available. <laughs> 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 First topic uh, is season opportunities. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, we're so glad. you are. I'm so happy, honestly, to you know, no pun intended, that you're here today because I feel yeah. like you are the perfect person at this time of the year, at this uh, this season where we are, you know, right? in the pandemic, you know, rounding out year two, heading into year three. There's a lot of fatigue. There's a lot of anxiety about what's next. And, you know, with all of the layers of trying to plan through an ever shifting landscape, I feel like this is perfect as we think about 2022 and really sort of set our intentions. I'm so glad that you're here and can help us to to really find our way and, and get us on the right track. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm so appreciative. When we found out we can make this happen, I was like, let's go. Because, it, you know, just like you said there, um, this is an interesting time of year for people, you know, yeah. myself included. You know, there's a lot of changes, you know, obviously with the season, but also what you mentioned, like with, you know, the pandemic, with the uh, what people call it a great resignation, with so many people are stepping onto their dreams. It's a lot of shifts going on. It's causing a lot of uh, turmoil, to say the least. Yeah. 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 Uh, one of the things that that struck me was when you, you talk about the stuck and unhappy syndrome. What are you, speaking of the great resignation, what are you currently seeing out there among solo business owners and entrepreneurs and, you know, how can they get unstuck? You know, Michelle, this is a world-class question. And I say yeah. that because it's, I'm seeing a lot of whispers become yells. And let me explain when I, when I mean when I say that. You know, a lot of persons, you know, wherever where you are in your respective career, thought and kind of said, man, I can't wait to do something else. Or man, if I just had some more time, but it you kind of whispered it, it kind of became a solo who a silent thought and you kind of siloed yourself away. But now with so many changes out there, people are recognizing like the, the absolute hit you in the mouth truth of, I don't know if my job is going to be there or one, do I even want to go back to my job? So we start talking a little louder. In many cases, I see some people and persons are just taking that leap. And that's yeah. one huge thing that I'm seeing out there right now, which is fantastic. Um, but you know, the kind of scary, I wouldn't say scary, but I would say more of the unfortunate and, you know, slightly disappointing side is I think people were sold a false bill of goods about entrepreneurship in many cases, which leaves people kind of stuck because one, you feel like though you're alone, you feel like, um, no one can identify with your problem, which kind of goes back to that alone feeling. But number three is if you are, and I've seen this a lot, if you're in the entrepreneurial space and you're stepping out there 
and you have persons who aren't involved in the entrepreneur space, it's the, the lack of relatability. So I've seen a huge thing with isolation. I'm giving different scenarios, but it all relates back to isolation. I see so much of that right now, um, which isn't a good thing because when energy gets low, we tend to isolate ourselves, which can kind of get into our own heads. We can get bizarre thoughts or different thoughts. Oh, well, that never happens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Karen. Well played. <laughs> what? In my own head too much, Karen? That never happens to us, right? Yeah. I love that you talk, that you really speak to the possibility of goods because you're absolutely right. You know, the great resignation is something that there was this trend that was bubbling up beneath the surface for a long time with you know, traditional work really needing to change. And it got accelerated with the pandemic where all of these, all of these things converge where people really were forced into, I think, reconnecting with who they were because we had that time in that space where there was nothing else to do except really start to look at your life. We were, you know, we spent a period of time where we were completely locked down. There was nothing, there were no distractions And people started to realize that they could work differently, that they could live differently. And they started to really prioritize their whole health, um, mental health, physical health. And really, you know, it kind of caused a big reflection, I think. Now, some people, you know, got to the other side and went back to their old habits. But other people decided, you know, there is this thing that I've always wanted to do. And I'm going to set the fear aside. And, and in some ways, you know, the pandemic made that easy for people financially to leap over whatever that barrier they believed was there before. But I think you're right that people followed their bliss and didn't realize that there are days as an entrepreneur, and I've been doing this for 17 years, that some days it, it's a job. <laughs> and sometimes you have to work through that. But not only that, you really have to understand business and you have to have a different mindset. You cannot come to be an entrepreneur and be successful and sustain your business and grow your business with an employee mindset. It it definitely, you are stepping into a whole new role. And I think for some people who are all about the doing, you know, we see the rise of the creator economy and they're all about creating the content or creating the product and they take such joy in that. But as an entrepreneur, the reality is that may not be your role in your business. Not if you really right want to business and not just have a hobby that pays you. It, it's completely different. And sometimes I feel like I'm breaking hearts when I say that to new entrepreneurs, like don't get so enamored about, Oh, I love, you know, PR, I love marketing. Because if you're really going to run a business, you're going to have to become a CEO. And and that means your hands are not going to be in everything. And you're going to have to let go. And you're going to have to learn how to build a team or at least build a team of contractors. Because if you only have a vision that's big enough for you to implement, it's going to be a harder road than if you open that up and allow other people in to support you. Mm-hmm. Ken, where were you at like seven years ago? I needed you. Like what you just said is like, wow. It took me this long and so many years and frustration to get there, but you are so right. Yeah. You know, I think, um, and I hope I'm not, you know, stepping out of terms of speaking right now. No, go ahead. It's, Please. you know, when it comes in terms of happiness, and I want to make sure that for me, with what you're happy, own your happy, you know, the, 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 the brands that, you know, I've created, it's happiness no matter what it is, because we all have different versions of happy. 
right? And that's why it's what's yeah. your happy. My happy is very different than what Michelle's happy is. And, you know, Michelle's happy is different than my happy. Karen's happy is different from both of our happies, but everyone has a different happy, right? So, so many people get caught up on, you know, well, what's your happy? What's your happy? Great. It's not the what, it's what it creates. And that's energy. When you are focusing on your happy, whatever it may be, and I want to tell everybody, it is a little bizarre for some of us. Not weird, bizarre. My uh, bizarre happy is, and I'm always telling people this is, I love going to grocery stores. When the pandemic hit and we could not go to the grocery stores in some parts where we were, I was struggling. That was my happy because I love to cook and I love to create. And it sounds silly. No, but not when at you're all. out there and you, you're creating, right? And when you're creating, yeah. it takes energy to create. It takes energy to, to dream and come up with different iterations. That is a drain on you. That can... Let's say yeah. you have 10 energy units above your head. You spend six to seven just managing your life, your family, your spouse, you know, um, work, all the tasks you have to manage. And now you have to create. It takes an additional three to four to five, depending. Most of us, many of us right now are at a deficit. And so what can happen is it can start affecting what you can do and what you cannot do. Yeah. For example, smart, capable people like ourselves, what we tend to do is everything. We try to do everything because when energy gets low, our chief asset works against us. And if your chief asset is creating, is thinking and doing, we want to do it all. And that's great to be excited. But when you have energy, you can say, hey, wait a minute. Like you were saying, Karen, I am in charge of XXX. This isn't my department to be doing this. And I think some of us can, you know, really, we all need that wake up check, that wake up call and that kind of reality check that, whoa, this is a business. And if there's one thing that I see many people doing and many you know, people over the years of doing is remember that this is a business. I love what I do. I have a great time. There are some aspects that I don't like. I don't do those things. I yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a business. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's, you know, before I even go on, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. This is great. I love that. You're right on point. So you you talk about, I love that you say you're happy. We say that a lot here. Like we, our mission is to help people to have the business that they want. And and that's different. It's going to look different for everybody. We all went into this for different reasons, but whatever those reasons were for you, whether it was flexibility, freedom, whatever, then we want you to achieve that. But some people may be sitting there and going, how do I find the happy? So what are your tips for doing that work to get there? Yeah, this is a great question. And I'm smiling because it's something that all of us were taught at a very early age. And I have a six-year-old, so I mean, I really got to live this and still kind of live it with them. But it's the curiosity. Mm-hmm. At a certain age, you know, and it's different for different people. We got a lot of different variables. But we forget how important it is to seek out what it is we want versus it being brought to us or versus it just kind of showing up. It's not going to show up serendipitously. It's about us seeking it. So a big thing is being curious um, and looking at what did I used to do that make me happy? What is something else that uh, other people are doing that makes them happy? And I want to make sure I clarify with these big three rules. Okay. And this is the whole thing about happiness. If you found you're happy, great. You know it, you love it, you wrote it down. It needs to involve the needs to be clarified. It needs to be really focused according to these three rules and only can involve yourself. Nobody else. No mama, no daddy, no cousin, no aunt Judy, nobody, just yourself. (laughs) Um, It cannot involve buying or spending. 
no credit card debt. Okay. We don't do that. We don't want that. 22, 25, 28% interest is not good for you. And, you know, lastly, it can involve food or, al food or alcohol. That's yeah. what you're happy has to consist of. No buying or spending, no food or alcohol, and only can involve yourself. Now, when you're out there saying, what can I get curious about? Don't stop. And that's the big part of me. You know, when I initially start working with people, it's not about happiness, meaning, okay, I'm happy. Great. Clap your hands, stomp your feet. You're happy. You're smiling, right? No, <laughs> yeah. it's about, all right, so what am I doing to kind of put myself in this creative space? What am I doing to make sure that I'm prioritizing myself? Yeah. You know, none of us got into business for ourselves to work for 10, 12, 15, 20 hours. That's not what we did. Right. That's not the purpose behind this. And what can happen and what does happen many times along the way of, you know, when we're working together, we're doing the happy, we're, we're asking the questions because I ask the difficult questions. And it's not to beat you up or to be nosy. But if you're telling me, hey, I want freedom and flexibility, you know, a question I would ask is how free and flexible is your life right now? And you know, yep. I, <laughs> we're going to have to have you back on. We are. So <laughs> I love that. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but the way that you summarize finding your happy is to me, the epitome of healthy. Yes. healthy it's a healthy happiness because yes. when it's not dependent on a person and I am a huge believer that you've got to be happy all by yourself. Yeah. Another person doesn't make you happy. You're responsible for that. And this Agreed. is how people end up in unhealthy relationships when they're seeking someone else to make them happy and they're not fulfilled. Yes. Right. But the fact that you eliminate that, whether it's a spouse, a child, you've got to be whole and healthy. And that happiness comes from you. You talked about food. This is how we get into unhealthy relationships with food. When we yeah. make that thing more than it is, it's just fuel for our body. And it's fine that, that we can enjoy certain things and certain cuisines and enjoy sharing meals with family. But food is not happiness. It's not mm -hmm. sorrow. It's not joy. It has zero emotion. So I love that. And then you attacked alcohol, which again, some people can turn to that, mm -hmm. but they're really trying to drown something out. So I love that the way that you put that really just defines like true, real, healthy mm -hmm. happiness. I, I yeah. love that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, yes, they call it happy hour, but you're, it's not supposed <laughs> to be, you know, your lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. No. I was a bartender for, gosh, uh, 10 years. And I think one of the things that I made some amazing, amazing um, friends over the years there, some of those people I still talk to, you know, but one of the things that other than being privy to a lot of, you know, conversations with people, I'm not allowed to say, obviously, you know, the best person to keep a secret is a bartender. But I just learned that, you know, a big thing that I found was, you know, some people might have these big fancy titles and I never forget, you know, I'm talking to this one guy and he's he was feeling a way about himself and he wanted to let everyone else at the bar know that, you know, about some of the things he was doing. I'm like, I'm, who am I to knock that? You know, I don't know what he's been through. And I remember I asked him like, man, you have this, you have that. And I said, yeah, you know, how happy are you? And he got very offended with me, very offended. Wow. And uh, I remember, you know, I felt really bad about it. You know, he tipped me, but I still felt bad. So I wasn't feeling bad. I mean, he didn't tip me. I felt bad because I felt like I did harm. And that's when a big light bulb went off. It was kind of uh, one of my many awakenings was you can have these things and not be happy. Yeah. And, you know, it really related to me because I worked really hard trying to get a bunch of money and I got a whole bunch of money and I never, I never yeah. had enough. And I learned yeah. not to chase money. And, you know, that really reminded me yet again, you know, that moment that we got to wake ourselves up or you would end up committing yeah. 10 years, five years, 20 years or 30 years to something that you don't even really enjoy just doing 
because you think you're supposed to do it. And that's yeah. why, you know, a big thing with me is the questions, the powers and the questions. Yeah. You know, I mentioned flexibility and I mentioned that do you have just the, the, the fun that you typically planned on having by being an entrepreneur? If not, then we got to work on doing something. I'm not telling you to sell the business, but sometimes yeah. uh, you can pick up unconsciously that I need to be stressed. I need to work all the time. I need to do this or, or that's one option or there's seven other things we could do. Are you aware yeah. where to cost to hire a VA? Are you aware where yeah. it would really take to manage your schedule? How are you really maximizing your day? Do right. you have thinking time built into your day? And then people are like, oh, I can exactly. have these. This is your rodeo. You can do whatever you want. So it's, yeah. it's those you things all come. In the so yeah, it's, it's, it's so, so true. And, and I know as solos, you know, even with building some of that in, sometimes we still find ourselves just flying so fast, Yeah, you know, get, getting everything done, spending all this time taking care of our clients and the others that, that sometimes we, we think, yeah. whoa, 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 wait a second, I, I need to check in with myself. And, you know, do you have any systems that you recommend or as, you know, as opposed to just a calendar uh, reminder to just say like, hey, check in with yourself, which if you're like me, I'll go snap. <laughs> but you know, this this is a great question because it's it's one that I feel but people mention it, but I, I want to get some structure with it. It's yeah. everyone's different. I want to say we all have different sleep hygiene. Yeah. I'm not trying to get on the bandwagon with people saying you need to get up at 4 a.m. I get up at 4 30 only because I have a child and it's quiet then. Yeah. But it's yeah. about being so intentional about that hour and a half that I get to myself. And it's structured in a way where I give myself time to wake up and that's laying in a bed and I might not necessarily grab my phone, but I kind of plan about how I want my day to go. Not what I need to do, but what I want from the day, not what's going to happen. And I want to make sure I make this distinction, what I want from today, what's going to make this day a success. And so I start off like that. And sure, you're going to be, oh, I can't wait to get five new clients and I can't wait wait to do those things. Why not do things like that? Because you're going to think about, oh, man, a new client's going to leave. I'm going to lose that contract. I'm going to do this. If you can pretend all those things are going to happen or bad, you need to pretend that all the good things can happen as well. Um, the second thing, and it sounds silly, of course, because we're adults and we're told we're not supposed to do that. And you can't have your cake and eat it, too. That's a lie. Because if whatever <laughs> you think about, whatever you say, you kind of bring it into your reality because you kind of expect it. And I'm a yeah. big person. If I, uh, I demand to be successful, and it's not because I think I'm better than anyone. It's because the way that I set my day up with intention, who are the people that I can contact today to really give value? Who are the people that I can really reach out to that may the ball may have dropped? You, when you go with those sort of intentions with your actions, you have no choice but to be successful, especially when you combine it with a bit of consistency. The second thing I really do to kind of keep myself in that state of, you know, of awareness about, hey, I need to check in is I make sure I move my body. I don't care if it's a walk. I don't care if it's the gym, um, it's riding my bike. I've been doing a good 10 to 20 miles every single day just to get my brain kind of move, my body moving, which takes care of like a lot of the problems and stress and worries. Um, The third thing that I do is I have time built into my day every day to talk to somebody who keeps me inspired or presents me a different edge. Those are my big three things I do religiously every day. Love it. Love that. That I love that talking to somebody that inspires you. That's that's important. Or somebody who challenged you yes. because we have to have people in our life that are not going to let us live in a rut that help us to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, right. For us to, you know, think 
through yeah. things and think a little bit differently. And so I like that you are really intentional about that. That that's yeah. really good. You know, and yeah. as communicators, um, especially, you know, over these past couple of years, I have really tried to share the value of that in the work that we do because we're dealing with people who don't share the our own opinions. And and mm-hmm. you know world out there is angry and there's a lot of toxicity and you have to learn how to work through that in a very positive way, but you have to be super intentional about it too. And you have to be able to dig through those layers. And if you are stuck in the silo of people who all think the same, it's difficult to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Very true. Very true. And I found even lately, you know, since we've been going through this period of isolation that, you know, as someone who's more of an introvert, I'm okay with that on so many levels. But at the same time, you don't realize until you do go out to a gathering and you you realize, oh, I really needed that. I didn't want to go, but I needed to do it. And, you know, it sparks that, um, you know, importance of of doing that kind of thing. Like, all right, I've got to do that more because it's good for me. (laughs) You know, I'd love for you, I had an aha moment this week, you know, I was having kind of, we we go through these periods and I'm like, geez, am I having like a quarter life crisis this week where you're reflecting on stuff and you're feeling like just kind of not yourself and you start to question things. And um, we can all get into that trap where we start to look at our lives through the lens of somebody else, whether it's Uh. the influence of social media. And, and so, you know, I was thinking, that I wasn't like doing X things. And I'm like, Oh, you know, I, I don't have a hobby and I don't have this. And and then I'm, you know, I have this aha moment, like, but I, but I am happy and I laugh every day and I'm really enjoying life. And this is my version of enjoying life. And it doesn't have to look like anybody else's. I get totally geeked out. You know, I can go to the same park every day and the leaves look different every day. And I'm, that brings me such joy. Like, I love that. I love, you know, hanging outside with my dog. Like that's okay. That's, that makes me happy just because I'm not in Aruba right now. And, you know, other people are posting pictures. It's (laughs) stop, you know? Yeah. So I have to like take a step back and go, what is wrong with you? You're you're good. So talk to us about that because we we have all of this coming at us. And yeah, you know, how do you manage that? How do you manage to stay balanced? You know, what's what are the tips for doing that and, and not getting caught up in comparisons? You know, it's and I appreciate this on so many levels because everybody does this. I don't care who you are. Everybody does this. I will walk by a just for men beard kit and I'm like, oh man, oh man, you know, but it yeah. happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm being so serious there. But uh, I can't go fish here to save my life for the record. I look a little <laughs> bizarre. You would not want me in a playground. But it's the, the thing about comparison is this it's, it gets a bad rap, but we do need comparison in small quantities, right? Because yeah. my back my art, I have a background in art. And one big thing oh. that we always had in art was a visual aid. And that's not for mm-hmm. you to actually yeah. compare your life to and compare everything you're going to do yes. and towards, but it's for you just to have a representation of what it could be. So yes. as long as you just have a little bit of comparison, because otherwise, why would any of yeah. us go in the business, right? Maybe all oh, you right. saw Shark Tank and you saw Laura, or you saw Damon, or you saw Mark, and you're like, yeah. I don't want to be that. So I'm, you know, you said, I yeah. want to be like that or whatever inspired you. Yeah. Wow. But it's yeah. when 
when it's social media, love it, hate it, whatever you can, you know, your opinions on it, you can't help but notice that someone is, they're smiling a lot more than me. Like her, her smile has 10 octaves. Like how is that possible? Right? <laughs> because you can just feel it, but it's just to sit yeah. back and appreciate the fact that one, that other people are happy. Great. Yeah. And I think two is one big thing that I'm reminding people of is you don't know what store, what battles someone has been through to be smiling that way. You know, when, when you come, yeah. you know, I came from a different type of background in terms of, you know, we weren't financially well off, you know, we're homeless, all that stuff like that. So mm-hmm. Karen, when you're saying that when you go outside with your dog, that makes you happy. I so get it. Yeah. You know, when I'm cleaning the grill yesterday, anybody else like this is miserable. I am smiling like a maniac. Yeah. I'm like, I know my story and I know what I've been through. Right. But yeah. That's so true. Yes. That if things aren't perfect, if they're not in yeah. exact and perfect is poison for the record, but if things aren't exactly what I want, I do know this. I'm smart enough to know who to call if I don't know. I was smart enough to be determined enough to figure it out. And with that being said, I don't really get too caught up in it sometimes. I mean, I have to remind myself of this. And I literally have to say this out loud, like, Bernie, you're smart enough to figure this out. You've yeah. got this. You yeah. can't wait till you're smiling like that. And it just yeah. kind of recenters me. But it compares yeah. to yeah. a bad thing. It's just when you start noticing some things, because let's just yeah. say you see some mega wealthy person. You don't know what stressors they have. You don't. Right. So before you start comparing your life. You need to really look at what they have to deal with because you don't necessarily want that. If you can go outside and throw your stick with kibbles and bits and it makes you smile, take it. Yeah, it's interesting. And I know in, in my path in building this business, um, you know, I've almost come at it from a different angle. Sometimes you'll see people who, who, who you're sort of modeling yourself after, you know, oh, look, they did it. They're doing this. And think what you're saying is is helpful in not I wouldn't say put them up on a pedestal but think oh they have it all together I don't they're so much better than me blah 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 and then when you get yeah. look closer not not that you know they're any less than but you see oh 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 see now yeah. I wouldn't have done that yeah. oh I am okay and this all goes back to the you know ridiculousness the conversations we have with ourselves in our heads when you are the one wearing the chief hat, right? So, you know, the, the, you know, when it's all in your lap as far as where are you taking your business? So I, I love that reminder yeah. of, you know, just, just check your head and really embrace the power that, that we each have and that we yeah. each bring to the game. Cause I know Karen says it all the time. Like we wouldn't be here running our own businesses if we weren't smart enough and talented enough to do it. There we go. Absolutely. And I think it's it's refraining from comparison. So it's not comparison. It's not making the comparison that makes you feel bad about yourself or negative, but being inspired by what other yeah. people might be yeah. accomplishing or doing. So when you look at somebody and go, oh, wow, I love that. And, and I love when I can get a little bit of their story because then, yeah. you know, I'm cheering for them, but it also, you know, you take things away from that. And and I think all of us, it's, it's why we share our stories and why we are open with the world because if there's some experience that I've been through that can help you, please, please be helped. Um, you know, I always say that I don't mind sharing my mistakes because if I can help you to avoid the same boneheaded things that I've done... <laughs> 
I will be a happy person because I've made all the mistakes. <laughs> I've made them all. Well, I'm I, trying I, to learn. So start talking. I want to learn. <laughs> but you know, it, it's, I look at more, I look at people and persons wherever they are in life as more waypoints than comparisons. And I say this yeah. for others, like, yes. I used to do a lot of 5Ks, 10Ks and the, you know, a half marathon here and there. That's yeah. not to brag. Yeah. I'm just talking for the reference of this analogy. Yeah. But it's when you're running and you're like 10 miles in and you're like, I'm going to make these last 12 miles, two miles. And you see, and one of the big things, the strategy I've always used is find someone who's ahead of you. Yeah. And don't worry about anybody yeah. else, but find yeah. that one person. Yeah. If you are just running along and you're like, oh my gosh, and your head is going like, oh gosh, I don't know if I'm yeah. making it. What was I thinking? Mm-hmm. I should just drive. This is stupid. And then you yeah. see someone. And if you look at them and then all of a yeah. sudden you start thinking these negative things, you start thinking, why am I not fast enough? You will notice your pace will start dwindling and it will mm-hmm. start pulling you back. And I've done this yeah. time and time again. And I've just seen so many people when I can tell what they're thinking from running so much. But when you would sit back and say, left, right, left, right, and you just start matching their pace yeah. as an inspiration, yeah. as you start yeah. matching it as a waypoint. And then, mm-hmm. like yeah. you were there, like you were saying, Karen. And then, you know, Michelle, to your point, once you get a little bit closer, you're like, they're not that fast. They just got this. And it's not you make a fun <laughs> of them, like, oh. Oh, they listen to Madonna. Oh, I get it. Next thing you know, you start running faster. Yeah. Then they're behind. If you know, yeah. we kind of go yeah. on that. Not saying above, oh, I yeah. did, but it's just looking at people for waypoints. Like, man, I can't wait when I do that. I can't wait when I have my time. And that's what you yeah. look at, like, as I can't wait moments. So they're waypoints because yeah. we don't need anything else negative. That is a perfect comparison. I mean, I've run yeah. marathons and you're absolutely right. I can remember hearing my running coach's voice in my head saying one step at a time, just put one foot in front of the other. And and for everybody out there, let me tell you, nothing will strengthen your mindset than running a big race. So if, if you're you up for it, do it. Because especially when you're running a marathon, those last six miles can feel like a thousand to go. And oh. you really have to dig really deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you find out who you are. <laughs> but, you know, somebody said something in a conference that really stuck out to me. It was a big uh, Fortune 500, Fortune 200 companies. And I remember this one speaker. He was very just... He was so manicured. It came across as too casual. And I'm like, this guy, he was just so just confident, which I could appreciate. But the way that he delivered was amazing to me. And it was incredibly relatable. And he said, there's no difference between me and anybody else in this audience. The only difference is this, though. When things got hard, we doubled down. And that stuck with me because think about like a marathon. Think about yeah. any time that you're at a spelling bee or you're doing anything that you're going to be measured by your level of success to by when you complete or how you complete. Yeah. We all had the same start, but it's what you do in those moments when most people give up, when you're frustrated, the kids yeah. are driving you crazy. Everything's going haywire, but you're like, yeah. I'm going to finish this. I'm going to do it. That's yep. what makes it a success. Because yeah, once yeah. you get over that, once you turn that paper and once you finish that race, once you do whatever you needed to do, all of a sudden you realize it wasn't that bad anyway. <laughs> you know, because yeah, yeah. who does that? Like, oh yeah. my God, I'm yeah. this dinner and Thanksgiving's coming and you're fixing this, fixing this, and you're running around. Yeah. And then you sit down and you're like, what a mac and cheese really wasn't that hard to make. I just, <laughs> did you know, because that's what we do. We build ourselves up. So true. So, so true. true. You know, entrepreneurship, how that relates. It's sometimes like this gets yeah. in our head and this is, goes uh-huh. back to why I'm so adamant about spending time with people who inspire me, who challenge yeah. me, who do things to my brain so I can't whine. 
because I can get a little whiny sometimes. And someone will like, well, that's all you have to do. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. All right. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> but we build ourselves up and um, it kind of stops yeah. you from getting to where you want to go sometimes just because you want to appear busy or you want to appear stressed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I've, yeah, I think we've kind of gotten over that. It, the, but it was in vogue or in it. I don't know if it really still is anymore. Yeah. You know, oh, you must, you must look like you're suffering. Oh, I'm a business owner, blah blah blah. But I can't tell you how many times I will hum to myself, and I might be dating myself the abominable snowman song from the old Christmas shows. Just put one foot. I'm not going to say <laughs> one foot in front of the other. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Bible scriptures. Is about no toy. I say that all the time. Who told us that? Like, I hate hustle hard. It doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be grind. If it's a grind, you're grinding yourself down. Who told you that life has to be hard for it to be worthy? No, it doesn't. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to. You know, we we got to get rid of that. And I I feel like this is like an American thing. We put so much into that and and how it looks and like the struggle and I'm grinding and I'm hustling and like and I'm taking off at four o'clock to spend two hours in the park with the dog. It's 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 funny. I was in London, gosh, over ten years ago, and just. Standing on the platform of the tube station, I'm thinking, okay, this is a vibrant city, economically healthy, lots of striving professionals. The vibe was so different, especially, you know, I'm a, I'll say it, cranky Northeast girl. (laughs) And, And I just thought, oh, this is nice. No one's, you know, no one's like, you know, not that they were doing flash mob dance numbers, but it just felt different. Yeah. Well, and they're not identifying themselves by their, their profession. I mean, work is what you do. It's not who you are. You know, it's interesting how the U.S. really, we're all about possessions and stuff. And it's just like, eh, who cares about all that? Right. A lot of those things, you know, goes back to with awareness, you know, like until you have an awareness and that awareness could be an exposure, that awareness could be someone kind of uh, asking a question that exposes you to a different line of thinking. Yeah. And when energy's low, awareness is gone. Yes. You don't, we, we don't question. And when I say energy's low, I want to make sure I kind of, you know, brief overview is when energy's low, concentration, focus, awareness are gone. Yeah. It's when something that typically takes you 30 minutes now takes you an hour. And what do smart yeah. people do? We get more yeah. frustrated and say, I'm going to do it harder. And then you wake up earlier, you stay up longer, which makes you more tired. Now your energy is even lower. So now it takes you an hour and a half, hour and 20 minutes. And you, you kind of my office, Vernon. Are you in my office right now? <laughs> no, but, you know, these are things I see so often. When we start yeah. getting yeah. caught up in that, you can't yeah. recognize that maybe I should take a break. Maybe I should yeah. listen to my yeah. favorite song. Maybe I should yeah. reach out to a friend because when we get into that brain, we get into that yeah. kind of you know way of being where I don't need help. I can fix everything myself. Yeah. And without yeah. energy yeah. being there yeah. to think, not to react, to think. And see the solutions before you see the problem, it's very difficult to change. And that's what some people, uh, persons will, we can get into the belief that we always need to be stressed. Like it was just mentioned, you don't always need to be stressed. You know, I'll ask someone, um, oh, well, I'm doing this. And in the morning, I drop my kids off and then I go home and fix dinner. And then I have three climbing and then I have this and I do that. And just asking, you know, you know, so what's the benefit of this? Right. What do you mean? Well, you mentioned that you have a nanny. Yeah. But, you know. 
Okay. Well, you also mentioned that you don't have to cook, you know, four and a half, five times a week. Yeah. And I'm just asking, well, how long did you suffer prior to being an entrepreneur? Oh gosh, let me tell you, I worked corporate job for 80 hours and then I had a failed marriage and then I had this. I'm like, so when do you want things to stop in terms yeah. of the struggling? And they're like, yeah. Oh. And then it's just quiet and I don't say anything. I'm not judging. I'm just, right. you know, calling out the elephant in the room. They well, have to. All of us can do this. Yeah. You yeah. Know, someone might say, well, why, why don't you just, you know, why are you spending two hours polishing your lawnmower? Why are you spending all this time, <laughs> you know, adding attachments when it's like, how much does it cost for a landscaper? Oh, hundred bucks yeah. a month. So $25 a week is costing right? five hours worth yeah. of stress every day. Is that what you're saying? But and maybe like, that's their hobby. Oh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> if that's a hobby, yeah. that's great. But if I can see the happy yeah. bird on your forehead going all the way around, I don't know if that's oh. a hobby you want to pursue anymore. I promise you, it's the, the people that are doing the most and like spinning hours on some <laughs> That's why even some of the DIY, and, and I've talked to some of my neighbors who like, they decided that they were going to do their own garage things. And I'm like, and then they're like, but I wouldn't recommend doing it ever again. And I'm like, <laughs> work you know I have like other pieces of my life yeah, so there's enough there's enough I don't want to pay somebody where that is they're happy that's their job they yeah. love doing it they're good at it yeah. have at it I, yeah. I'm really good investing in other people so that I can invest my energy and time in the things that are most meaningful to me yeah that's just and yeah. And I, oh no go ahead Michelle cut you off no no Michelle. well just just what you were saying that running that litany of lists you know when you could say i have to do this and i have to do that and, da, 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 da. and i know i fall into that trap so often and I, what i've come to realize over the years is a i do that to myself the ramble ramble of, oh, i have to do this da, da, da. and if i just pull back and say okay i'm going to do this now and then i'm going yeah. to do the next thing after that's done if i'm not constantly like you say it's like that, that mind grind right yeah, it's such an easier touch, and it's just really easing up on ourselves and making that choice. And it all comes back to what you say about making sure we have that bandwidth of that energy yes. to do it. That's everything. And this isn't for everybody. Aaron, I probably I make this really brief. No, you're uh, fine. This isn't for everybody. It's for some persons. This might be helpful. And I've, I've run across some people you know, a new client or whenever I do, you know, group coaching and I'll talk with people and they're, I have to do this and I have to do this. And again, this isn't for everybody. I would just ask a person because it's very, the questions are dependent on who's in front of me because I can see where people get stuck. And I'll ask them and I'll say, you know, Mr. Mr. Client, Mrs. Client. And I'll say, you know, what would you be doing if you weren't so busy? And then it's like, I don't know. And a big rule with me is you never tell me, I don't know. That's an excuse for you not to think. And I'll say, well, if you did know, what would you do? Well, I'm not sure. Well, you haven't taken enough time to think about it. So let's take some time and think about it. And it's generally met with a lot of silence. Generally. Yeah. 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 And then it's all of a sudden it just it takes a you know a few seconds, maybe a few minutes, might even take a couple of weeks. And then it was, you know, Vernie asked me that question. And I've always just filled my time up. Well, what would you like to start filling out with with things that make you happy? I don't know what I would do. And it's a long way of saying that yeah. sometimes we fill our time up because we think we're supposed to do that because it's making us evade from what we could be doing, which we don't want to spend our time thinking about because it takes too much effort. You don't want to think about what you want to do for fun or what you want to do to enjoy yourself, but you want to think about what you want to do for stress. No. Yep. Yeah. Because that that's the harder work, right? And yeah. sometimes yes. we don't 
explore those dark corners of our mind or whatever we're running away from or trying to prove and trying to yeah. reverse the tapes that were in our head, you know, it's, yeah. that's hard work. I mean, it is. And, yeah. but is. you know, I think it's healthy to confront that, you know, one of the things that uh, exercise that I do frequently is I go through, like, take the limits off of everything. What does your day look like? What do you want out of life? Like no limits. And then sometimes in that, in those times, and it's always me and just me and being silent, I find myself like editing and I'm like, don't do that. Why are you doing that? Why are you editing your vision? Like you're editing it. Stop it. But it's a good exercise for me personally. And this just is me personally. It helps me to keep in check to not do that, you know? And so I confront it because I don't want that to become the tape that runs in my head where I'm limiting myself or holding myself back because of these beliefs. So I challenge them on a regular basis because doing it once is not enough for me. I'm somebody that has to continually practice that and keep my mind open and make sure that I'm not falling into these bad habits. And again, it just, it works for me, but I don't know if that's everybody's process. I think there's a both great challenges to leave our audience with. I, th- I think just to ask ourselves that question, we if we weren't. Back, Vernon, because you yeah, are a wealth we will. wisdom. And I, yeah. this conversation has been so energizing. I'm so thankful for the work that you do. Um, before we, Michelle, though, before we go, we have yes. to have Vernon tell people. That's right. How can we get a hold of you? Well, Where can we find you? It's been a pleasure being here. I love the realness of your question. So thank you. And I'm again, I'm so appreciative of your time, your viewers' times, listeners' times as well. Um, to find me, you can go to ownyourhappy.com. And it's happy with an I, H-A-P-P-I. And before you ask, why an I? Because you matter. But um, the real reason for that is that I wakes you up. When you see happy spell with an I, yeah. I don't care how stressed out you are. I don't care what's frustrating you. You're going to say, why did that fool spell happy wrong? And let me go tell him. And you can also find me on whatsyourhappy.com as well. <laughs> In which case they need your services because they need to get happy and not pick on, on your spouse. You would be amazed at how well that works with people. Like, do you know that you're oh. giving a presentation to 4,000 people and you spelled happy wrong? I'm like, I did not know that. I had no idea. I never thought about running that through Grammarly. Thank you. <laughs> but I miss it. You know, I like being sarcastic oh, anyway. But no, no, it's all good. It's all good. Well, we can't thank you enough for spending some time here with us today. I, I know we're certainly inspired. We hope everyone who's hearing this or watching this is inspired too. And we will definitely have you back because we didn't even get into how to say no, which oh is another good life lesson. But um, thank you for listening. And until next time, we'll see you on that solo life. Have a good one. <laughs>